Good morning, and welcome to my podcast on Simple Faith. The Bible says today, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. How good it is to gather, even for a few moments, around the Word of God, to contemplate on the things that God has done, to understand how our relationship with Him is affected on a daily basis. Friends, let's begin with a word of prayer. Father, thank you for this day. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your mercy. But most of all, I thank you for Jesus, who through his life and his obedience to you and your will provided a way of salvation to those who believe in your word and in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Father, I pray today that once again, the Holy Spirit would fall upon us fresh and new, that our hearts would be receptive to your word, that our minds would understand your word, and then that our lives would be obedient to the things that we receive and the things that we understand and to your will. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, turn with me to 1 John chapter 5. I'm going to begin reading at the first verse. 1 John chapter 5, verse 1, and I'm reading out of the Amplified Version. It starts out in this fashion. Everyone who believes. Let me pause here. Let's let's break that down just those words John says everyone meaning that this gospel truth of Jesus Christ a personal relationship with God is available to everyone no person is excluded who believes what does that really mean who believes it means this that those with a deep abiding trust in the fact let me repeat those words those with a deep abiding trust in the fact that Jesus is the Christ notice the wording there is an abiding trust in the fact It's not a hypothesis. It is not a thesis. It is not an opinion. This relationship is based on a fact. And the fact is this, that Jesus is the Christ. What does that mean? It means that he is the Messiah. He is the anointed one who is born of God. What does this mean to us? Born of God. That is born or reborn from above. The person who believes is reborn in a spiritual transformation. They are renewed and they are set apart 
for his purpose. So let's read that again. And it says, Everyone who believes with a deep abiding trust in the fact that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed, is born of God, that is, we are reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, and set apart for his purpose. The reason that you and I are brought into a right relationship with God is so that we are not only renewed and transformed, but so that we are set apart for his purpose. There's one reason for your life. There's one reason for my life. And that is for the purpose of God. He designed us. He formed us. And it is our obligation, our responsibility, but more than that, our privilege to show our appreciation for our relationship with him by being set apart for his purpose. In other words, what God says to do, we do. Whether it makes sense or not, whether we fully understand the mission or not, when God says to do it, we do it. And everyone who loves the Father also loves the child born of him. John, in about four other places in this short epistle, the epistle of the first epistle of John has only five chapters. And within that, about four other times, John mentions the fact that we are children born of him. And he says that everyone who loves the Father also loves his children. In other words, the fractions and the friction that we sometimes experience within the body of Christ should never be. We should never become so hostile toward each other that it splinters relationships within the church or more accurately, relationships within the body of Christ. We cannot be whole if we're splintered into parts. Verse 2. By this we know, and John's very big on this statement of we know. There's no doubt in our minds. There is the full confidence that we love the children of God. Expressing that love when we love God and obey his commandments. In other words, if we truly love God, if we have a relationship with him, then we, as a result of that relationship, will love the children of God. We express that love when we love God and obey his commandments. There is an action 
that love requires us to take. I've often told people in the churches where I've uh, pastored that if you love me, you don't necessarily have to tell me because I'll know it by your actions. And John is saying in this epistle essentially the same thing. We show our love by loving God and obeying his commands. Verse 3, for the true love of God is this, that we habitually keep his commandments and remain focused on his precepts and his commandments and his precepts are not difficult. In other words, they are easy to obey. Let me pick out a key word. It says, for the love of God is this. We habitually. What does that mean? It means that we purposefully, we daily make it our habit to keep his commandments and to remain focused on his precepts. And these commandments and these precepts are not difficult to obey. The Bible tells us, I believe it was in the Gospel of John, that Jesus, as was his habit, went to the mountains to pray. In other words, he formed more than just a routine. He formed a purpose in his life that prayer would be crucial and vital to him because it was his means of communication with the Father. And we in our lives need to habitually keep his commands and remain focused on his precepts because when our focus is focused upon God, life is easier. Verse 4, For everyone born of God is victorious and overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has conquered and overcome the world. Our continuing persistent faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. If you want to be more than a conqueror, if you want to be victorious in your life, if you want to overcome the world, this is how. Victory that's conquered and overcome the world is this. Our continued persistent faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And I wonder today, how are you doing in that relationship? Are you persistent? Are you continuing and ongoing? Have you habitually 
kept his commands and remain focused on his purpose for your life and his precepts. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for this day. I thank you that your word is so impactful that even in four verses, you speak so loudly and accurately into our lives. And I pray, Lord, that you would help us to dwell upon persistent faith. What does it mean? Am I practicing it? And how does this apply to my life? And how can I use it to encourage others in their walk with you? And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, it is so good to be with you. John has certainly given to us some food for thought this day. And I encourage you to reread 1 John chapter 5, even just focusing on the first four verses. And as you do, to allow the love of God to penetrate your heart and mind. Until tomorrow, may God richly bless you. God bless.